Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is focused on educating, empowering, and investing in women to support them with harnessing an entrepreneurial mindset to create the change in the world for the greater good. Through this series, we connect with women from all across New Zealand to inspire, teach, and share their pearls of wisdom through storytelling and sharing. I'm Catherine Vandermeulen, the founder of Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. So welcome everyone to Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. We are joined by Carmen Weislich from Velocity. Hi, Carmen. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Catherine? Very well, thank you. What's happening in your world this morning? Uh, well, happily in my little bubble, actually, in the middle of lockdown. So home with my four beautiful children and my husband and home is my happy place. So um, pretty, pretty good. Thank you. Aren't you lucky that home is a happy place? I can't imagine life if it wasn't. It's such a, a nice place to have a sanctuary uh, as our own, right? That's um, right. So tell me a little bit about Velocity. So I guess for many of us, we've been through that stressful process of buying a home and um, or getting a mortgage in our lives. Uh, and often that's our biggest asset or investment that we make. So Velocity is all about democratizing the home buying process. So we transform the entire journey for lenders to help them say yes uh, to a homeowner. So we leverage data and technology and then we connect the ecosystem of brokers, lenders, and consumers to help make that an easier, faster, more seamless process. And so on the journey to where you are now, what was that, you know, you're obviously in a different role, uh, different life back then. What was that pivot and that call to adventure that you uh, decided to launch Velocity? Um, well, I guess it was really, uh, my background was I had a great job. I worked from home. I worked for a large corporate uh, and earned some good money and um, loved what I did. But after 10 years, I took stock and no one was doing what I wanted to be doing with leveraging the power of data and technology, um, both in using data to make data-driven decisions. And then particularly in technology, when you think of the process that um, you go through when you're getting a mortgage and getting an evaluation, et cetera. So I really looked around, no one was doing it and felt that it was a problem to be solved. And so um, said that I was going to transform this process. And luckily for me, had a very um, patient and believing husband who said go for it so yeah the rest wow. is history um and so you know I guess that's um the basis of a lot of social enterprises although you're not a social enterprise it's really about finding trying to find a solution to a problem that exists in the world whether that's a social community tell me more about um about that and really how do you then you know identify something that you're really passionate about and something that you've got the knowledge in and around that you know is also solving a problem I think that, um, you know, you really, um, you know, the question is really kind of the heart of entrepreneurship in that you see something that's broken and um, you kind of say to yourself and very much an entrepreneurial mindset that just because this is the way it's always been done doesn't make it right. And you can see something that needs to be fixed. And then the boldness and I guess the bravery to back yourself and go, I can do this and this is how I unpick this and eat the elephant one bite at a time. 
um, is that entrepreneurial spirit that's going to be the drive that's going to help you get through the hard parts. So it is finding something that you're passionate about. Um, and that's where, you know, if it's something that you know or you know well, um, that you, you'll be able to succeed uh, or where you don't know knowing who to get to help you as well. So I think that the essence of it, though, is being really passionate about the problem that you're looking to solve and making something better and making a better world or making people's lives better has to be the outcome that you're really driven by. Mm. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, the entrepreneurial mindset, do you think that's something that is innate or do you think it's something that can be learned over time? That's an interesting question. I think it's um, innate, actually, and um, it's a way of thinking and a can-do attitude that I don't think that you could teach or, um, you know, and I guess there's different entrepreneurs. There's the optimistic ones and then there's the cautious ones and, and you can see the different personalities, but the resilience and that consistent belief in oneself that you need I think is very much something that you're born with um, and that you can be you can make it stronger over time but it's also your risk appetite so some people um, you know are not so comfortable with the unknown and others are more comfortable with going well I don't know where this pathway is going to lead me I want to get to the top of the mountain and I just know I'm going to bulldoze through all the bushes and whatever way I need to go to to get there so I think that is something that you're born with, but that you can grow. Hmm. So I've had so many conversations over the last year and whether those people have been entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs within organisations. And a lot of people say, well, I don't feel like I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur because I don't have X, Y and Z. And I think, um, you know, there's so many people who do have that creative spirit and have those, um, you know, abilities to think outside the square who might be working in larger corporate organizations and doesn't necessarily mean that they need to go and jump ship but they can actually use that entrepreneurial and the entrepreneurial mindset within an organization how do you find that within your organization how do you teach your team about having that spirit even if they don't feel like an entrepreneur um, I totally agree with that. And so even when I worked for someone else, I worked very much as an entrepreneur and, um, you know, really drove myself and actually didn't need people to guide me. I, I was very, very driven. But, you know, and so in my business, I use that very much to create autonomy and alignment and then empower the people that I have so that they can lead regardless of their role. And even now as we're going through, um, you know, this unknown, unprecedented times with a global pandemic, it's very much saying, actually, you know, we're, we're going to be, we're all in this together and everybody's ideas and contributions matter. And so it is about empowerment and encouraging them. You know, we want your ideas. We want your voice. And when you see something broken, um, it's nobody's job. It's actually that very much a way of thinking. And um, I think the way you encourage it in your organization is also around your values. So we have a really strong playbook around our values, which are, you know, we're customer first. We're people first. We have a can-do attitude. We're always innovating. And particularly, we live and breathe by um, better never stops. And better never stops means we're always knowing we can do better or learn more or, you know, evolve um, the way we work and everything that we're doing. And that really drives that entrepreneurship within our business, in both my businesses. Yeah, so I love that better never stops. And that really you know, drives that, um, drives that attitude as well, that there's always um, and can be better ways to approach things and better way to do things and better way 
better ways to look uh, at how we are creating solutions. So I think that's something that really can be driven across so many businesses. Um, and I'm sure it hasn't always been the success or, you know, um, I'm sure there's been lots of different trials and tribulations on your journey towards what you're achieving with Velocity. Can you tell us about some of those trials and tribulations that you've experienced on the road to achieving you know, your goals and the impact that you're having now. Sure. And, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, if anybody tells you there's no trials and tribulations and it's just all a smooth journey, they're definitely lying. Um, you know, so it's definitely a, um, a, a roller coaster ride and, you know, you never know what's going to happen around the corner. So, um, you know, one of the things is recognising things are going to happen and it's going to be very much how you deal with them. Um, some of the biggest tribulations for me was actually even starting my business. So I left the company that I worked for and said, I'm going to do what I'm always doing and I'm setting up a business to do that. Um, happy to work with you. And uh, they they basically try to restrain me and a uh, long story short it was a, a court battle that ended in a settlement and a, a public apology but um, you know nevertheless it would have been very easy for me to just go well this is too hard I'm not going to start my business but um, it really made me more fired up going well why shouldn't I be allowed to do this um, just because they're a monopoly I'm allowed to come to market I've done nothing wrong but that was really um, really challenging because I was the key income earner with four children and um, you know, I had no team, I had no technology, I had no data, and I had a big enough task of what I was going to do. And then to have to spend money defending just starting was certainly incredibly stressful and incredibly challenging. So I think that was still one of the biggest challenges. And um, but it, it really drove me forward. And when I did start, I um, invoiced over a million dollars in the first quarter. I was so driven and I launched Data Insight um, almost to the day seven years ago because um, it was the 1st of April. So um, and then we launched Velocity after that, our other more recent business that we've just been talking about. So I think, you know, you're going to have tribulations and it is about how you um, surround yourself with people to support you. But also it's very much about your attitude going, well, this is not how the story ends and, um, and fighting through that, which I guess in the current climate, many businesses are facing these challenges um, with the Black Swan event that we're seeing around the coronavirus. So, you know, that resilience and perseverance is just a key, key thing that you need. So whether at that time or any other times uh, on the journey over the last um, the last seven years, have you ever looked back over your shoulder and thought, what the hell am I doing? Uh, no, actually. It's funny that you say that. I mean, sometimes you kind of joke and um, turn to laughter and go, gosh, I should write a book. What next is going to happen? And, you know, I remember mm. we were just fighting and pushing so hard to launch our platform. It was a dream come true. We won uh, for Velocity. We won our first client. While we were building it, we pitched and we won them. And so it was a race to the finish line. And everything that could happen happened. One of our developers, um, his, um, his dad died, um, another person, um, their partner, being game seriously ill um just anything that could happen happened and we were like gosh mm. what next but it really is that resoluteness knowing that and that deep very deep belief knowing actually um if it's meant to be it's going to be and i'm not giving up and so i i actually have to say i don't i've never doubted it that will be a success i haven't had that self-doubt and i think it's a little bit of a discipline in my mind that i don't talk to myself like that i actually i have 
this fundamental eternal optimism that as long as I do the right things and have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D, that I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Self-doubt, if we could just explore that for a minute, um, you know, and if you I feel like you've never uh, been in a position where you've been in that could get your head into a state, but it is something particularly for women that we do uh, struggle with. Um, the girls from Double Denim have done an incredible uh, study on it and about self-belief and self-worth and, you know, the games that we play in our mind around our doubts. Any thoughts or strategies that you've come across over the years to support people in getting their head to be thinking differently or a process to, for them to go through to think differently? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think it does come down to feeding your mind and thinking of it just like you feed your body healthy food for your body to perform as well as it can. Um, you know, just like you put the right petrol in your car and oil it and look after it. Your mind is the same. So it is the people that you talk to and that, you know, in the relationships that you have, the things that you're reading, the TV that you're watching, all of those things got going into our mind. So if you are thinking, you know, how do I feed it um, positive things or the things that are going to help me um, and make sure that I'm actually really, really um, disciplined about not uh, engaging with people that pull me down. It, it's quite hard, but you actually have to decide, well, actually, no, that's that's not helping me, so I'm not going to engage with that, and I'm choosing not to engage with you if somebody is going to go, well, you know, the doubters, and there's always the doubters, and it's going, well, actually, you're not me. You don't know what I know, because um, even when I started my business, there were so many doubters. How was I going to get data nationwide for New Zealand to be able to build automated valuation models um, that no one had ever got this data before? There was a monopoly that inherited it as a state-owned enterprise. How was I going to build a model that was a bank was going to lend on, a chief risk officer, when no one has used this and they're relying on this platform to lend billions of dollars every day as part of Business Critical and I'm a startup? Or how am I going to get people to come and work for me when I don't have any customers? There's all these things that people are going, you're not going to be able to do that. And that's when you need your own belief to go, well, just because you think I can, you don't know what I know and I will find a way. And that is, um, it's a bit of a protectionism. Um, that you, I think you have to be quite brutal to go, well, if someone's not helping me, I'm going to choose who I listen to because lots of people have advice. And as women, we know if you have been pregnant, everyone has an opinion. Do you do this? You should do this. You shouldn't do that. Um, you know, suddenly everyone has an opinion and they're varied opinions. And did you listen to all of those opinions? You didn't. And it's the same for your business. Everyone's going to have an opinion with what you're going to do, but you only, you know what you know. So it's really choosing what feeds your, your um, you know, what's important to you. And I think it's also your values. Like I remember when I was going through the stressful time of starting my business, but um, going through the court, um, was actually saying as well that I'm not going to let these negative things affect the key things that are invaluable to me. And that was for been thinking if, if I'm the victim because these things are happening to me, then, um, then they win. So I'm definitely, as long as my husband loves me, my children are healthy, the things that are most important to me are okay in my world. Those are the things that I'm going to worry about most and other things I'm not going to worry about. And they, all those things really build that foundation of support for you. Um, just circling back to what you were talking about before about having that positive circle 
of influence. Have there been three people in your world, aside from who is under your roof today, um, have there been three mentors or three people of influence in your world um, that have really created that positive impact in your world? Um, yes, definitely. Uh, I have to include my mom and dad. Um, they've always said you can be anything you want to be as long as you really want to do it and believe in yourself. So the, um, the unfathomable belief in me that anything is possible and that everything will be okay and that I have all the skill sets and things that I need to succeed has always been such a grounding um, for me and my family. So, you know, they've always been there for me in support of my sister, my brothers. I'm very, even my, um, my, my siblings-in-law, I'm very, very lucky to have such a strong family support. Um, in the business world, there has been people that are such givers. And I think the lesson is don't ask, don't get is one of the things that um, I've always believed. So um, I could name many New Zealand business icons that you would think are untouchable or how do I get to know them or should I ask them this favor? And they've just been amazing and just done favors for me when I've asked them for something that I've needed that I'll never forget. Um, and I guess to name a few, it would be um, Rod Drury. He always has time to support entrepreneurs and amazing, um, amazing giver. Barbara Chapman, um, the former CEO of ASB, um, just amazing lady when I've asked her for a favour. Um, and then along the journey, Linda Jenkinson, um, Deborah Hall. There's lots of people out there. And I think um, it's very much making sure, you know, if you don't ask people, they don't know, they, they can't help you. So um, remembering that and probably um, the third, you know, if I had to choose the third person, um, probably my girls network um, of other entrepreneurial women that um, support each other and um, share in each other's success. And there's a few in that. Wonderful. Yeah, we always need <clears throat> good and strong people around us that we can call on and, and that really key uh, and fundamental about asking for the things that you want. People are not mind readers and you really need to be able to step up to ask yeah. for those uh, they things. They can just say no. There's an incredible book called Ask for What You Want. I can't remember who's it by, Amanda. She's a famous uh, rocker, but it was a, a life-changing book for me just to really step forward um, to get to get the things that we need, you know, to gather, to gather from lots of different people. Um, so thinking about the learnings on your journey, what have been some of the key learnings for you? Um, I think that, you know, despite anything, and obviously I work in tech and data, um, and but everything for me, success and, and the key learnings in the journey is everything is all about people. Um, that, you know, it's about the people that are your customers. And we've just found powerful collaboration, just understanding their problem. And the more we value those people that we're working with, the better success we have. Uh, and then the people in my own team who are just phenomenal you know if you have the right people in your team you can do anything so um, I guess one of the key learnings in the journey is that you know despite whatever product or technology or data or anything smart that you're doing everything comes down to people mm, absolutely and so some of the uh, highlights of your business experiences obviously that first getting that first uh, client on board when you were still in that build phase what were some of the other highlights of your journey so far in this oh there have been so many I think the relationships that we have with our clients um, are certainly one of the business highlights so we just celebrated um, the Velocity platform being live for five years um, and we had 
some incredible video messaging and also even LinkedIn posts from our incredible, incredible supporters, which are such a highlight. Um, we had Angie, um, the CEO of BNZ Bank, um, talking about our partnership. We had Steph Cherkovich from Kiwi Bank, the CEO, and so many leaders talk about innovation and talk about collaboration. But, um, you know, not not every leader actually embraces it. So the ones that do, that's a real highlight um, for us as a business to have such true partnerships and such strong relationships with them. Um, that's certainly um, something that makes us very proud. Uh, the fact that we're now the biggest in New Zealand, so that we have the most, we've come from nowhere, from nothing, and we have the most brokers, the most valuers, the most lenders, um, and through working with One Roof, the most consumers all connected to our platform is a highlight. Um, and then the other is what we're doing globally. Um, we have a chance to really fundamentally change the unbanks, um, the unbanked people uh, in India where they don't have a credit score and otherwise they wouldn't get a mortgage or it's very hard for the bank because there's no credit history and they have to rely solely on the property value and on that, um, that if something happens with that loan, they can recover it that way. So they're relying on our platform and because of the robustness of that the bank can say yes so what we can actually do globally to make a difference in people's lives is a, a huge um a huge driver for us and a highlight and we just won fintech startup of the year on stage in mumbai in india late last year and that was certainly a real highlight wow and so for you with regards to partnerships because they've been such a valuable part of entrepreneurial women with purpose so far with so many great organizations coming on board to be involved how would you define a good partnership um, I think a partnership is about fair value exchange for each party and um, you know it sounds so simple and fundamental but you see so many um, partnerships where you know I think the world's changed whereas in the past the key goal for many businesses was shareholder returns and life's not about that anymore actually people want to work for businesses or um, associations or companies that are actually doing something gr a greater good and not just about making money. And so a true partnership is creating fair value exchange that there's something on the table for both parties. And I think that's a huge global shift that we're seeing that some of um, the younger businesses or the mindsets of people uh, that are actually recognizing that, but particularly our younger generation, they all want to be social entrepreneurs. They all want to make a difference in the world and they all want to give back so I think successful partnerships are ones that embrace that thinking and actually say how do we make this work how do we actually truly collaborate as opposed to worrying about just what's in it for us and that's what really makes a successful partnership and we have grown faster bigger um, quicker through partnerships undoubtedly um, and through philosophy so it's valuable philosophy as well. Um, and so thinking about the huge global shift that we are currently experiencing uh, and obviously, you know, being a pivot that we can either take as a challenge or we can take it as an opportunity, how do you see it as the eternal optimist in terms of creating new opportunities? How do you feel that this time in our lives will be able to create new opportunities? Um, I think that, um, you know, when everything in your world turns upside down, it's more important than ever to have a real focus and go, what was important yesterday isn't necessarily the most important thing today. And, it, and that's a recognition phase to actually, the quicker you recognize that, the better. Um, and and you, otherwise, you know, you're in for some nasty surprises. Having recognized that the world is turned upside down, it's understanding 
what are the problems we're facing today? And so in our example, we derive a huge portion of revenue from full valuations um, for when a bank needs a, a mortgage and they, they can't rely on a digital model and they send a valuer to look inside your home. Well, obviously that can't happen right now. And we recognize that that's not going to happen for any time soon that um, when we're in a lockdown for a pandemic, someone's going to want someone to come in their home or even after we come out of lockdown with the fear of um, you know transmission. So what we've done in the last 10 days is pivoted and created an app. Um, we've re-platformed an app that we had in India that um, the valuer can send a link to the home occupier and then they can actually just download this app very seamlessly. They can just take photos of the different rooms through this template. It's time-stamped, so we know it's current photos and the bank is happy about that for their risk. It's um, geotagged, which means the location is validated, that it is that property. It's not the apartment next door. Again, so the bank is um, happy with their risk. And then they can click to share and it comes seamlessly back to the lender. And we've created that in the last 10 days and launched it in Australia and, and have a client coming on board there and launched in New Zealand. And I guess that is an example of a pivot of recognizing there's a problem to solve. We didn't solve this problem in the past. But there's an opportunity if we can pivot to really um, do something game-changing and in the longer term change people's behaviours and habits, recognising accelerated change. And I think the most exciting bit, what I'm seeing in so many organisations, because we haven't really had a huge abundance of time to be able to make stuff happen for those changes, it's, you know, it's really fast-tracked everyone to get onto stuff that they may have been putting on the back burner for some time. So uh, well done on uh, getting that out and launched. So tell me, what is the future uh, of Velocity? You know, if you're thinking about the next three years without there being <laughs> too many global pivots, uh, what what is what is the dream um, the dream next three um, the years dream is like so that we can actually be all that we can be so um, making as many people's e lives easier through our platform and touching as many um, locations as we can so um, we've created a, a new tool that helps um, geo uh, locate a property um, or when a valuer goes to it and create addresses for markets that have no addressing and so I guess and but we're also very excited um, so that's around you know, solving complicated problems um, all around the world in areas that are still developing. But also importantly, it's being all that we can be um, for a Kiwi company. So our head office is here um, and we have, you know, most of our employees here and we're growing um, and we're very proud to be a New Zealand business taking our technology to the world. So that's really um, what drives us. And I guess that is our um, our. Uh, end goal is to be as big as we can be and create as many jobs and make as big a difference uh, around the world but from little old New Zealand. <laughs> little old New Zealand is certainly taking good leadership um, around the world. Uh, the Aussie contingents hopefully taking note of what's going on in New Zealand. Um, so tell me from an entrepreneur of women with purpose perspective, obviously we're really building a wonderful community of women. What would be your one call for action that you would want, um, you know, women to be able to enable in their lives, in their personal or professional lives? And it's something that you're really passionate. Um, I think uh, it's about. just very much that um, be all that you can be. And so 
for all of us, we have different goals and different ambitions and, you know, and, and that's, that's okay. And so, um, you know, as long as you don't be a could have, would have, should have, um, you know, leverage the entrepreneurial woman with purpose to actually identify your values and what's important to you and what, what are your goals. And then to really leverage the community to, and the networking to help yourself achieve those. So, um, you know, it's actually just, just start, um, make, you know, know where you want to go and actually get in there. And, and um, when you start asking people for help or seeing what's out there, it's amazing what happens um, and what you attract to you. So I think that's kind of the key call to action is whatever you want, you know, decide what it is and then really just go for it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose journey. We look forward to unpacking another future series with you, Carmen. We will let you get back to your day. Thanks so much Enjoy. for having me. And we, yes, we'll bye talk bye. to you soon. Thanks so much. Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is proudly sponsored by Hello World Travel, Jaguar, Rind and Dilma Tea, with all of our profit contributed to UN Women Aotearoa New Zealand towards women's economic empowerment into the Pacific Islands. Mm-hmm.